uphill segment of the road and collided with my father atop the hill. He was taken to a hospital in Mosul, but he never regained consciousness. I draped my arms across the casket, and I gave him the longest embrace I could ever remember. As I did this, I could hear through my sobs the chatter of strangers, relatives of my father's wife. Who is he? This is his son who came back from America. America. It no longer seemed a real place to me, certainly not one that could be accessed via Baghdad. It all seemed a memory, landing in Chicago, Illinois, as a grateful green card holder and permanent resident. I was fifteen years old. I eagerly took in the novelties of American life and the notion that in the United States, democracy and freedom are God-given rights. Granted, I felt like an outsider at first, but then again, I've always felt like an outsider. As an Iraqi Christian of Armenian descent, I often felt like an interloper in my own country. I was raised in a tight Armenian community, attended a private Armenian school, and worshipped within the ornate walls of the St. Gregory the Illuminator Armenian Apostolic Church in Baghdad's ancient city. Since our great-grandparents settled in Iraq, fleeing rampant massacres in Ottoman Turkey in the early 1900s, we've shared a precarious existence as tolerated foreign infidels in a land of Muslim dominance. By comparison, my entry into the United States was a breeze. I plunged into school and soaked up every bit of knowledge I could. It was exciting to experience new things, to speak a new language, shop at the supermarket and get lost in the aisles of infinite candies. I loved donuts at first bite and cafeteria-style mashed potatoes with gravy. I saw a squirrel for the first time and was shocked to learn that skunks can stink up a few neighborhood blocks when angered. I loved the American traditions of Halloween and Thanksgiving, the former for its weird and colorful costumes and the latter for the cozy family feeling it brought me. My brother became rebellious and difficult. I dealt with life by burying myself in my studies. I borrowed books from the library and devoured them long before the due date. I always finished my math and science homework, then solved the remaining chapter problems that were not included in the assignment. When I could not exchange my P.E. class in favor of another science class, I convinced my advisor to sign me up for a German language class during lunch period. Each day, I'd grab a bag of Cheetos from the vending machine on my way to class. The pages of my German book gradually turned an odd shade of orange. By the time I reached my junior year, I was taking advanced courses in physics, chemistry, and math. I didn't know what a GPA was, nor did I understand what value it possessed. From a letter sent to my mother from school, I know now that my GPA was somewhere above 4.5, but I barely had a clue whether that meant I was successful. Not only was school a great adventure, it was a safe harbor from the pain of a broken family. I missed my father. At first my mother forbade me from writing letters to him. Then she allowed me as long as I did not include a return address. I obeyed her for about six months, then told her I was going to break the rule. My mother's anger only intensified as letters filled with venomous references to her began to arrive from Baghdad. Caught in the volley of harsh words between my parents, 
I began to dread the arrival of mail from Iraq. As if our new life weren't jarring enough, my mother announced abruptly that she would remarry soon. She gave us no warning, no tactful preamble, just a non-negotiable declaration. My brother and I stepped out onto the balcony and cried. A few months later, my mother and her fiancé, Bob, went to the courthouse and said their vows. From one day to the next, there was a man in our house with a new set of rules. Just a few weeks after that, my aunt telephoned from Iraq to tell me my father also had remarried. He never called to break the news. I sensed he was too hurt to do so. So far away, I felt powerless. I desperately wanted to mend my family's wounds. I felt I needed to do so before I could resume my new life. Shortly before what would have been my senior year in high school,